Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. One of the one of the films that is um, keenly anticipated for its world premiere is the Coming Back Out Ball. It's uh, directed by Sue Thompson and uh, stars a number of people. It's a documentary film. I did, I did just want to read this bit because I think this um, is a good synopsis. The Coming Out Ball movie is not observational feature documentary that follows a group of older LGBTI plus people who have been invited to attend a ball celebrating their gender and sexual identities. Now, um, welcome to Sue and Michelle. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for coming along. Thank Sue, you. tell us first of all, what was the impetus for this, um, the coming back out ball? It's hard saying that title, isn't it? It is. I've I, I was calling it the coming, coming, coming out, out again. ball movie. Right, yeah. And that sort of leads me into answering the question. Tristan Meacham is a performance artist in Melbourne and he read a report by an academic called Catherine Barrett which highlighted the fact that some older LGBTI people, when they went into aged care, were going back into the closet. And that disturbed him so much that he decided to do something as a young gay man to celebrate and honour these people by doing a, some sort of performance art piece. And so in the end, he put on the Coming Back Out ball, which is why we have got the word movie on the documentary. So we had to distinguish the two because he's going to do another one of those. So he and I worked together for the entire time. He said, you know, it was like three years ago, he's, he told me about this idea and I said, that's got to be a documentary. He said, obviously. And then he invited me onto the project. So we sort of worked together for the last three years and he organised the ball and I made the film. How do you know as a documentary filmmaker that it's going to be interesting? Do you just have, do you have an idea of what you think is going to happen and you document it or you just roll the camera and wait, wait and see? You don't know if it's going to be interesting. My gut feeling is if you care about something, if it's issue-based, then yes, I and I feel passionate and I know I'm going to commit to it. Mm. You go for the journey. But on the way you think, crikey. Is there is anything? This all yeah, come you know, have I got a story? What's happening? But then with this film, it was a no-brainer, and you meet the people on the way, and you make friendships with people like Michelle, and you know, you start thinking about what, how could I, how could I tell Michelle's story in a respectful and a way to honour her, and and then all the other people that I wanted to get into the film, and that was really hard. So, did you get the opportunity to pick the people that you wanted from the? So, how, did Tristan say, "Well, uh, these are the people that I'm inviting to the ball," and you got to? Well, he his idea because he wanted to bring the communities together. So he started trying to find people from all the different LGBTIQ plus plus communities, and he started having these little dance workshops. And so at those, that's when we started forming relationships with people, talking about this event that was going to be in a year or so. And so, we, yeah, we would discuss, what do you think? Would they be good on camera? You know, all that stuff. But in the end, those people just come to the top like anything in life. They rise to the surface because, you know, they've got something to say. I'm sure by virtue of the subject matter, that the pe- people are coming out again, that there must have been people that didn't want to be filmed or were... Um, 
worried about telling their stories in, about their involvement in the LGBTI community. And I think that, Michelle, you've just raised your hand. Tell us about your involvement in yeah, the project. So, so I came in... Tristan is a very community-minded person. As a young gay man, he wanted to pay respects to his LGBTI elders who, as he said somewhere, paved the way for his right to wear six-inch heels <laughs> out in public as a young gay man. And and he, being community-minded, when he had the he had the idea in his head for the ball, but instead of going ahead and saying, yeah, this is what I'm going to do, he held a community consultation about three years ago. I came into that. Sue was actually involved at that stage and she was filming at the community consultation. And I have the feeling, you know, I'm a, I'm a very loudmouth trans woman and... Um, you know, I, I said a few things about what the importance of that holding a ball might be to me and, and there were people in the community who were saying a ball, that doesn't really fit with the radical nature of the LGBTI mm. community, it's a bit old hat, isn't it? And I said no, you know, for various reasons I can talk about. But I think for me speaking out in that way, Tristan said, come and have a drink. And we had to come and drink and he said, come and have a chat to Sue and see if you want to be in the film. And I was only partly out at that point. So I had a lot of reservations and Sue and Tristan, but mainly Sue, you know, quietly held me by the hand and, and took me along the path of easing me into things I was comfortable with, with saying on, on film. And, um, you know, and I was always projecting that I would be fully out by the t by this stage, and I am now. So, um, quite very comfortable with what's happened. But it was very, you know, it was very touch and go for a while. You know, and I would have been, yeah, would have been concerned at that stage. Yes. Now you were saying off air before that you've only seen the film once. Was it interesting to sit down and watch? Was it an emotional experience then to to watch that? It was very strong. There 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 is one emotional um, <clears throat> part in the movie which is obvious to everybody who would be watching, but um, there are some things there that that caused me to reflect on what's happened since the movie and since the ball to me that that are quite that had quite an emotional impact on me. So I'm not able to tell you about most of the movie. I can tell you something about my bits and something about my reaction. But but I do do feel I sense that it's a good movie. You know, it, mm. it's 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 it gets to gets to my story very well. It gets to other stories very well. I'm sure. It must be a good movie, Michelle, because and in fact, Sue, because the MIF board has chosen to select it for the no. Yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Ordinarily, when people do that manoeuvre, it means no. <laughs> and but, they, but when they shake their head, yeah, they it means yes. Say no, you know, up and down. Like, yes. You know what? I'm still reeling from that, and so proud. <laughs> so and it's excited. been selected as the closing night f film. Closing night film, and this is its world premiere, and that's got you got to be stoked about that. Absolutely, completely. and great to have an LGBTIQ um, content film selected as the closing night. And I imagine, and dare I say, older LGBTI. Yeah. I think that's really significant because you know I think the younger community get a bit of sort of airplay at time in the limelight but these guys and you'll see in the film you know this is the first time they've been in the limelight some of these people ever and it's well I think that's the most fascinating thing about this is sometimes we forget I think to tell all stories you know sometimes we can get stuck on telling the same stories mm. but with this particular thing it's it is highlighting that you know at all ages and at different times you know pretty hectic things can happen to us and this the importance of sharing a story you know is helpful you know, to Michelle, to anyone out there that might be in like-minded situations. So, yeah, I mean, I was... Something Hannah Gadsby said in an interview with the New York Times recently really struck a chord with me. She said the part of the story of destroying the shame that comes from being LGBTI is by telling your story 
and by being seen. And mm. I am so grateful for Sue for doing that for me, you know, helping, telling my story back to me and showing me to the world. So this we're, is, we're grateful for you, I think. You know, that's amazing for you to have the courage to tell your story. And sometimes that's the breakdown with telling maybe older people's stories is that they maybe don't want to throw their hat in the ring and share that experience. Where for you, I think it's incredibly brave and I think people are going to be rewarded for watching this film. Well, I'm benefiting from it already put inside me, so I don't... Have you been getting <laughs> <of> people <laughs> asking you to wear the clothes? Prada been selling you clothes, you know, offering you a free dress to wear along to the opening night? No, no, I haven't seen any of that yet. <laughs> we'll no. see on the red carpet. Okay. Yeah. Who are you wearing? Uh, Michelle, would you say, you said something interesting before that captured my imagination, which was it's good to have a, a timeline, like a deadline. You th- you thought, well, I, I, fully, I expect to be fully out by the time this goes into, this is screened. So did that help you in that journey? Did this, was this more of an impetus? Did this help you come out fully? Because uh, there was a timeline attached to it? Um, no, no, I was, I was running to my own timeline and, and in fact... I got offered a, a, a job as a, uh, in the male persona and delayed for a year coming out fully. So I was living, I was working a part-time job, quite a frontline part-time job as a male and living the rest of my life as a woman. Okay. And is that common in the community? Uh, that, yes, that I think that, 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 you know, there's, it's a fair, there's a fair number of people who, you know, do transition over a period of time. Transitioning is a process. You don't suddenly mm. snap your fingers and, and mm. wave a magic wand and mm. you're, you're out there. You know, you, you do um, transition and a lot of people are only out to some, some people. Yeah. I think that's true in the, in the L and G and B a part of the, the community, but it's also true in the T. Mm. And it's just a little bit more dramatic because you're... Really, um, you can see it straight away. Yeah. So tell us some of the other stories. So we've got uh, the trans component as represented by Michelle, but what what are some of the other stories that come out in the film? I think what I've tried to do in this documentary is capture a representative of most communities. So there's two homosexual men, there's three lesbians, one's a bearded lesbian, the other two are not. There's... Not bearded. <laughs> Not bearded. Okay. <laughs> There's an intersex person who identifies as a woman. There's, um, but basically... A non-binary person as well. There's non-binary. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people. And the thing about this documentary is you're only meant to have like four characters. That's, that's sort of mm. standard in documentary. So mm. when I got ten in, people were sort of... All the funding bodies were like, what are you doing? Right. You can't but have a, that's kind of true to the LGBTI audience, I think. You know, there isn't just... These stories, you know, pe- previously people were like, oh, let's tell stories about gay, gay people and we get this one version. Mm. With this film, it would be incredibly difficult to tell or to have a documentary about the LGBTI community without having 10 people because there's just so many different ways and lifestyles of our community. That's exactly what I worked towards, Ben, and it was really hard and really tough because I still did have to lose a couple of people. You know, I would have liked... And you still would have got in trouble because it's the LGBT community. (laughs) (laughs) Where's this story? Yeah, yeah, hang on. Didn't you interview me? Why aren't I in it? You have a uh, left-handed lesbian? Yeah. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, We laugh about that, but that's so true. Like, you know, we quite often go out to tell stories and then people say, well, hang on a sec, you've not told my story. With this... I'm itching. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you one story that I, you know, I don't want to give away too much because it hasn't screened anywhere in the world. But there is a, there are two people in the film, Heather and David. Heather and oh. David were married <laughs> for a long time. Heather went to Adelaide and met a woman and kissed that woman and came home to tell David that she was a lesbian. They had three children under the age of seven. He said, 
I'm a gay man. She said, mm. I'm a lesbian. They went, oh, my God, we're both the same thing. They they actually moved out, separated, but have raised those three children together. They're still really good friends. They're an incredible couple, and they talk at length about what that was like and why that happened. That's a great life. story. And it yeah. was a beautiful part of the movie, you know. Both my wife and I thought, wow. <laughs> it's never too late to be yourself. I think that's the most important message that's going to come out of come out of this film, which I think a lot of people still struggle with. They go, oh, well, I didn't do this at this age. Even I didn't come out until I was 21, and even still I was like, oh, I wish I would have done it earlier, and this certain things that you hold yourself for, but... I think the beautiful element of this story is, you know, to be true to yourself at any age or and however ben, you feel. Ben and I both dated other gays at our seniors' formals without knowing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. That's nice. It must be something that just happens, <laughs> yeah. you know, instinctively. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot that will resonate. I mean, I don't know about you, Ben, but there mm. is the word internalised homophobia that a number of, well, at least three people in the film talk about and it's something they struggled a lot with when they were coming out. And mm. I think there's that that's the shame. Model. Yeah, that's... Sorry, that's, that's the shame I was speaking of mm. earlier. That's 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 internalised homophobia or transphobia and it's just present in everybody in the community to some extent. What a platform, though, to be able to tell this because quite often we get to tell these stories at the Queer Film Festival... But then to be able to have this being told to such a bigger audience allows such a big light to be shine, you know, on who we are, on do who have, everyone is. Do you have release suit to go, is this going to go into cinemas? We have got a distributor called Backlot. Um, I, they haven't actually locked anything in. There is a little tiny room that pun. maybe that no, yeah. Nova <laughs> might pick it up for a week, but we'll have okay. to wait and see. But uh, yeah, It'd be a really good thing to show in, in um, retirement homes and, like, to, how, how do we get it to the seniors? Okay, so that's the project that we have to do from now. Like, after this all, this excitement is over, the idea is that there is an impact campaign and, yes, the film, that's exactly what we want to do, yeah. get it into, to show the staff at work at these places that these people are real and yeah. normal, it's okay and don't be so frightened. Because I'm sure that so there's, don't you agree, Michelle, there's probably in old people's homes and in, in, in care facilities, I'm sure that the workers don't expect, they're just assuming people are living a straight life. Oh, look, this is a terribly big issue but but so many aged care facilities are now going for the rainbow tick if you get commonwealth funding you even if you're a religious based organization you have for aged care you have to be you have to accept inclusive uh, uh, be inclusive you aren't exempt from the anti-discrimination act mm. and so sex discrimination act so a lot of aged care facilities are, are undertaking training transgender victoria who i'm a committee member of does training in that setting. A number of other organisations do training. The Rainbow Tick accreditation is is, is often sought by these organisations. And this film would be a marvellous adjunct mm. to all those training. It's all very well to have even someone with lived experience present a PowerPoint and, and do some training and do some scenarios and do some role plays. But having these people actually the diversity and the reality of them in the movie would be a really wonderful adjunct. Great. to that sort of training. It's not sold out yet? Can people still buy tickets? Saturday night has just sold out. It's just sold out. Oh, which wow. is extraordinary because that's apparently the comedy holds nearly a thousand people. <laughs> that's so a, wow. Yeah, that's so the closing big... night film is Sunday. Is Saturday, Saturday night. night. But then it's but playing on Sunday. Two screenings at Acme, one at one fifteen and one at 7.15. Um, I think the one fifteen sold, sold out. out. Go for 7.30. Come. We're doing a Q&A. Michelle and I will be there. 7.15 is a screening then. There's a Q&A. Yeah, yeah. That's right, yes. I'm an easy crier, so am I going to cry the whole way through? No, it's not. It's uplifting. It's, okay. it's actually an uplifting film. Oh, see, yeah. I, I cried all things, though. So, so do I. I. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm done. There I'm going to see people happy on the cinema screen. Oh, <laughs> I'm dead.
Um, the film, the documentary is called The Coming Back Out Ball Movie. It's directed by Sue Thompson. One of its stars is Michelle McNamara. Thank you, ladies, both for coming in and sharing your stories. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I hope that it does get released because I can't see it this weekend. Furious about that. Um, there will be a follow-up, no doubt. Sure, of course. In some Sequel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it'll be called The Coming Back <laughs> Out Ball Again movie. Ball Movie. Two. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go again. This time it's personal. <laughs> I'm a man. Out yeah. you come. Thank That'll you be for the, having uh, us. Thanks for coming Thank along. you for having me too. You're yes. Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.